0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the best fantasy basketball tools on the entire internet. Go check them out. They will help you win your league. I promise you that. Uh, I'm not promising you you'll win your league, but I'll promise you that if you do win your league, that those tools helped you. That's what I'm promising. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, I know this is your favorite
1: show of the week, so I'm not going to
0: do my usual give jab
1: and just let you get to it.
0: Good. I'm tired of you talking trash about how bad I'm doing in our listener leagues. Um, but hey, I,
1: I only talk trash that I beat
0: you, not that you were doing bad. I don't know about that. I think that... Listeners, go check out the previous episodes and make sure Tyler's statement is true. Uh, but I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon subscribers at Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. Uh, they have received the secret information that Tyler will like will not give up to anybody. I had to really force it out of him. And uh, if you want to, I guess get ahead of the secret surprise that is coming later. Um, either this month, maybe next month. Not sure when we're going to release it to the public, but if you want first dibs on the action that Tyler is presenting, go check out and subscribe to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. But you're right, Tyler. This is one of my favorite episodes um, because I like a good deal. You know, uh, I like making deals. I like swindling people and uh, buying loans uh, is, is the best way to swindle somebody.
1: Well, obviously, I mean, although you could just like do some fantasy robbery, but I mean, buying low works too.
0: Yeah. I prefer not to like physically try to rob people. Um, I try to stay away from that these days. You know, I don't think actually stealing from people is a good idea. You know, enough people steal from you every single day. Um, I don't need to be involved in that game unless it's fancy basketball. And that's why we are doing our top five for this week in the buy low categories. And Tyler, you get a very good list here. Um, I'm going to start out with a very controversial um, player here who has um, already seen some locker room drama this week. We're talking about Draymond Green. Um, definitely underperforming this season. Um, also, just recently got into a, kind of a verbal scrap with uh, Kevin Durant. So he's in the his name is in the news neg- in a negative way, and I'm I'm always surprised that the perceived value of players. Um, in, in, in most leagues, even leagues with experts, uh, really does rely on whatever the, the hot story is um, going on just online or wherever. Um, he's been suspended one game, and he's currently ranked 56 in nine cat leagues. Uh, Tyler, why is, is Draymond such a good buy low guy? So there's the narrative angle, which you
1: mentioned, and then there's kind of the production angle, right? I mean, he's averaging seven and a half points a game um, and playing 31 minutes. That's probably not going to stick, and we know Draymond's never been a huge points guy. Anyways, um, the block shots are way down. Uh, the rebounds and her assists are pretty comfortable, but he's shooting 24% on three pointers. Like, that's probably not going to stick. He's shooting the worst free throw percentage he shot since 2013. So, that's probably not going to stick either. Um, I just think things are going to get a little bit better for Draymond. And now people see this that he got suspended for the game and they get a little panicked like, oh, well, he's been sucking anyways. He doesn't score any points, blah, blah, blah. And you never buy Draymond for points. So, I mean, I think the narrative angles probably play into this one a little bit more than the actual angles. Like, Draymond's going to play. He's going to steal. He's going to block shots. He's going to rebound. He's going to give you assists. He's going to help you in all those categories. And he's just a good player to win your league with, especially if you
0: can buy real low. Yeah, I think this is a good time to uh, take a look at your team anyway. You know, it's it's, uh, about a month or so into the season. And to see what your your team is actually doing. So obviously, you you drafted a team think it's going to do one thing. Chances are it is doing something a little bit or a lot differently than you thought it was. And this could be a good opportunity for you to say, "All right, uh, my t- team is actually uh, more of a fit for a player like Draymond Green than I originally thought." Uh, maybe some of the guys you drafted aren't scoring a whole bunch, and maybe you want to pivot to punting points. And I'm, I'm all for pivoting uh, based on just what your team is good at, what your team is bad at as the season goes along because you can, you know, you can speculate all you want that your team is going to put it back together. The reality is on, on, on paper, your team is performing in a very specific way. And that is just the reality of the situation. And Draymond Green, uh, as a guy who can get you rebounds, assists, and steals, and should, I would say, get those blocks and um, I, I would think he would get his uh, free throw percentage back up to at least a normal level, um, could actually end up helping your team considering he isn't currently ranked uh, as high as he usually is. I, I just don't think there's any real reason why he would utterly suffer um Compared to last year, uh, my only my only worry here is is that he does seem to be significantly avoiding shooting threes and um, is shooting such a bad percentage. You know, I don't think that percentage can last, like you said, uh, but I, I'm not sure Draymond Green is, has been looking for his own offense currently, and that's something that might not remedy itself until. The later half of the season. Um, now, granted, he's never been, you know, like a, a 20 point scorer. He's still going to only get you about 10 points a game, but that's better than seven and a half. It's better than the half of three that he is currently shooting. So I'm with you that those stats, I believe, will get better, but I still feel like Draymond Green is a very specific fit for a specific build.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there, but at the point that you know, and and maybe you can't make this happen in your league because maybe guys are a little bit too smart. But at the point you buy Draymond for a player outside the top 50, does it even matter? Like, if I've got, let's say, I don't know, name a big point scorer. Maybe James Harden was my first pick. Maybe Anthony Davis, right? So I've got that. Maybe I have, like, a Devin Booker that I picked in the second or third round, and maybe I have – uh, Demar Derozan type, where I picked in the third, fourth, fifth round. Like, if I'm buying Draymond for somebody outside the top fifty, I don't. At that point, I don't even know that it matters what your team build is. Like, you're getting so many points, rebound. Are you getting so many assists, steals, uh, blocks? That rebounds that you don't even need the points really like yeah, uh, obviously that's a good look,
0: way to i mean that's a good way to look at it like if you are so good at points you could take a hit then that's another good reason to trade for draymond
1: well and i mean it depends on who you're trading draymond for too like if you're trading a big man who only scores 12 to 14 points like you're dropping probably three points like i could i mean i think it's safe to say draymond probably finishes the season averaging around 11 points a game so you're dropping three points like that's a significant amount, but it's not like any fantasy killer. Now, obviously, if you're trading a 20 point per game score to get Draymond, you're losing a lot of points.
0: Yeah, and that's something you're going to have to be very aware of when picking up. You are definitely not picking up Draymond for the scoring, but uh, I do think I agree with you that he is a buy-low candidate. Uh, this next guy is also a guy not known for his scoring and is scoring uh, well below what he normally does um auto porter currently this might Kirk. be a week of non-scorers yeah this this whole list is basically low scoring guys um and like we hate to say it but when it comes to casual and sometimes even not so casual leagues when you see a guy not scoring it's usually his field goal percentage is taking a hit as well and you start to get worried. You just say, you know, why is he Why is he only scoring like eight points? I can't roster a guy who scores eight points, even if they are doing everything else right. It's uh, like Draymond Green's hard to um, say he's not doing anything else because he's definitely doing a bunch of other stuff. But uh, in this particular case with Otto Porter Jr., uh, currently ranked 65th per game in nine cat leagues, only scoring about 10 points a game, uh, only playing 28 minutes. He is shooting 45 percent which is uh well below his normal field goal um average and everything else he's doing though is is about in line i guess minus his uh his rebounds his rebounds are a little bit down and that could just be uh based on the makeup of the this wizard's team
1: well and here's the the crazy part about that is right dwight howard missed a good portion of the early season and so you'd think if anything now the rebounds would be up a little bit and howard would be the one stealing them considering he's mostly the only new addition to that team um yeah porter jr so far has been a, a really weird case and uh you'll hear some things about maybe him clashing with coach scott brooks a little bit and that's nothing we can ever really really know right i think some of those pieces are more narrative than anything and other ones are actual um we can we never know which or which though um here's what i'll say about porter like he's only scoring 10 points you mentioned that but he's shooting a much worse field goal percentage than he ever does so even if the shot attempts and the minutes don't super come back up he's still probably good for another point a game at least maybe a point and a half so you're talking somewhere in that 12 point per game range Um, He gets you half a block. He gets you one and a half steals, which is really important. Um, He's going to get you three-pointers. I I just feel like he can help you in a lot of ways. And the fact that he's still taking a lot of three-pointers is a positive sign for him. It's the two-pointers that he's really not getting. Yeah. I'm just a big proponent of picking up someone like this because (laughs) here's the thing like people are are realizing he's struggling okay you could probably buy him on the very cheap side and get a player who's helping you in a lot of categories you're not really noticing and as far as the rebounds go like Dwight Howard keeps complaining about this injury so how long is Howard even gonna last especially because this team is not performing great
0: yeah, Otto Porter's the kind of guy. and We talk about this. He's very underrated. Um, if you're in a roto league, you know I feel like this is a must buy low. Like you got to get Otto Porter, sneak him over to your team if you can, because he does all the little things across the board that just kind of add up over the course of a week or a course of a season. Um, he's just he's there without you noticing, and he helps you win without you noticing. Uh, and that's how he has always been as a fantasy player. But well, we've also said with Otto Porter that because he does everything uh, well or, or a little bit above good, that if he ever falls off a little bit in any one of the nine categories, his value starts to drop to that bottom of that pl- that, that plateau, that 40 to 60 range. And that's exactly what's happening here. You know, He's not shooting very well. Um, he's playing a few less minutes. And I, I just don't feel like that lasts terribly long. Like, I think when you look at Washington, there is something is going to happen there, whether somebody gets moved or traded or whatever. But um, that would actually be the best case scenario for Auto Porter to have to take on a little bit more of a load uh, when it comes to usage and offensive uh, offensive usage. But Auto Porter is going to be fine. Auto Porter is, is consistent. We still have only played, you know, 10. 11 games at this point. Um, I don't know how many games Otto Porter has played. should probably know that. He's played 12. There you go, 12. 12 whole games. And that's it. So this the sample size is still incredibly small here. I do think he reverts back to the mean, which means he is going to be more valuable than the 65th player. Um, if you can trade, you know, a a seventy five player for him, and then you know, get him on your roster, that's going to be a good. Uh, that's going to be a really good move. Come a month and a half from now, when Otto Porter gets his shooting percentage back up and starts playing like Otto Porter,
1: there's a strange anomaly in the Otto Porter' season. So for a defensive rating, um, which is like a per one hundred possession stat, um, he's a relative one hundred and seven for his career, and he. Every season, basically, of his career, he's oscillated somewhere right around that 107 number within basically two spots of it. And this year, for some reason, his defensive rating is 114. So I think it's not just the offense. He's, like, struggling a little bit on the defensive end, too, and a lot of it may be just this Wizards team. Um, But I don't see any reason why any of these numbers don't bounce back to what they have been in the
0: past. Yeah, it's hard to give a crap when you don't like anybody on your team. Um, go talk to the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves about that.
1: Minnesota uh, says
0: Timberwolves. Whatever the hell the the, uh, the, <laughs> the Minnesota Timber Bulls, because it's basically just a, a breeding ground for old Bulls players. And man, like something is going to happen in Washington. It has to, as long especially if they keep losing games. Though they have won a few here uh, over the last week, so is uh, Tibbs get
1: fired after the season or whatever like his contract Yeah, uh,
0: if they, if they don't make the playoffs Tibbs Tibbs gets fired.
1: Uh does anyone
0: is that is that Tibbs last stop in the NBA then? No, absolutely not. Tibbs is Tibbs is a, is is a quality. He might not be a head coach but it's not his last stop in the NBA. I don't know, man. It's hard to swallow your pride after There're plenty of shitty teams out there who would happily have Tom Thibodeau is their coach.
1: I don't know them. He just refuses to change. And anyone who's progressive at all, like I, I worry that might be the end for Mr. Tibbs.
0: Like, like I said, there are plenty of teams that aren't progressive that are actually absolute trash who will definitely take a, a, a swing at a coach with a name like Tom Thibodeau. Um, let's talk about some of these other buy low candidates that you got here. Tyler, uh, another low scorer, Just, uh, this is the low scoring um, episode, so congratulations on tuning in for this one. This guy is also sc- scoring about 10.5 points per game. His name is Ricky Rubio, one of Tyler's favorite players, one of my favorite players as well. Big fans of Ricky Rubio. And you go look at him What he's ranked currently per nine cats. 157th, not even standardly relevant, uh, just shooting an absolutely abysmal 33%. You do have to think that shooting percentage does come back up, but if you look at everything else he's doing, he might be you know, not getting as many rebounds, but I'm not too worried about that. But he's getting 7.5 assists, one, in, almost one and almost 1.5 steals, and still shooting a good uh, free throw percentage. So Ricky Rubio is doing everything but shooting a field goal percentage that is respectable. This could be the year that we see Rubio
1: kind of be the best of both worlds we've seen from Rubio. So last year in Utah, the assist numbers dropped really far, but he scored a lot more points. This year he's getting the relatively pretty good assist at 7.5, which is not to the level it had been uh there in minnesota but he's also still getting those same shot attempts he got last year so such that he starts hitting him at even ricky rubio 40 or 41 percent. i think we're gonna see rubio maybe average like seven and a half assists and like 12 or 13 points still get you the pretty elite steals get you like three three and a half four rebounds a game i'm um, like i kind of get the best of both worlds for ricky rubio and that's uh, something to think about because I mean, if the assists are already there and the shots are already there, he's just not making them. I think eventually he makes them at relatively his career average, and that's going to push him back up. So Rubio could easily sneak into the top 50 this season, and most people aren't going to see that coming.
0: Yeah, and he had a slow start last year, um, and he was uh, in a new situation. And the second half last year, Rubio really came on. Uh, I think it, Rubio does put it together at some point. Uh, and you, you should know what you're getting there. You're not getting a 20-point score, like we said. This is all low-scoring guys. But you're 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 going to see someone who can shoot at least 40%. I mean, he'll figure it out. And uh, Ricky Rubio, one of the few players, especially in today's game, getting seven-plus assists with uh, one-and-a-half steals. Th- that's pretty rare now to have a, an assist steal guy on your roster as assists uh, continue to go down per player because the ball is moving a lot more, um, and a lot more more players are getting, you know, four assists instead of having one point guard kind of run the whole show. So uh, Ricky Rubio, a great buy-low candidate. Um, Let's talk about a guy who actually can score the ball, um, can actually put that ball in the basket, but has not really been uh, doing a great job of it. Only shooting um thirty eight percent. But still still, you know, hitting eighteen points per game respect to uh Mike Connolly, who uh should be shooting a lot better than thirty-eight percent, right?
1: So we have the last two years he's played twelve games both seasons. Like he played twelve games last year and he sat out with that Achilles injury, and now we've seen twelve games this season where he shot 38% both times, so that's a little bit concerning and that maybe this Achilles injury is having a little bit more effect on his shot than we'd like to, to see. But, I mean, he's a career 44% shooter. And if he starts shooting 44% even on the shot attempts he's getting, like we're talking about a 20-point-per-game score, it's going to be in the neighborhood of six assists. He's going to get you three rebounds. He's going to get you probably 1.2 steals a game, 0.3 blocks. Um, Conley could be a real nice buy low target now. He's 31 years old. like He's a little bit older for a point guard. And he did have that Achilles injury last year. Now, he didn't tear his Achilles or anything, but he basically sat out most of the season with uh, uh, some sort of Achilles strain, I I would guess, which is a small tear in there. Um, So there's a little bit of risk here, I guess, but I I don't know. I think I'm, I'm buying low on Conley, and I think you could probably buy him for somebody... I mean, some people are going to look at that field goal percentage like, oh, he's killing me. Yeah, okay, he's scoring, but he's killing my percentages. And you might be able to buy him for somebody like in the 60, 70 range and get yourself a top 50 player.
0: Yeah, I think Conley, uh, if he stays healthy as a top 50 player, uh, he's currently per game 57th. So, you know, he's right outside of that. But I think a lot of owners are probably going to assume he is uh, well worse than 57th per game just because he is – uh, shooting at, at such a an abysmal rate right now, so and that co- that will come back. Um, he's had a couple pretty bad games, but he's doing all the other things like getting you assists, getting you a steal a game, um, about three, re- little over three rebounds. All the stuff that you think Mike Connolly can do, he is doing. It's just that he can't get that field goal percentage. And I think that's like one of the more obvious things when you're looking for someone to buy low is that why is this guy not performing as well as he normally does? Oh, uh, he's shooting like crap. And that's the biggest uh, fluctuation for players over a course of like 10 games, 12 games, you're going to see their percentages either be well inflated or trash. And eventually over the course of 82 games, it all evens out to a normal career average, plus or minus a few percentages.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's one thing that makes Mark Roberts' ranking so great, is it basically works off those career numbers.
0: Yeah, and I think Connolly will revert back to those career numbers. You just got to hope he stays healthy, uh, finally, for an entire season. Another guy on this list, a uh, a guy who can score the ball, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, This one, you know, by low on Eric Bledsoe, I was a little surprised to see Bledsoe uh, because I think Eric Bledsoe has been playing well. And I'm actually really surprised to see him ranked in nine cats per game 51st, which is um, definitely uh, super low. Um, And, you know, rankings aren't the entire story here. Um, Eric Bledsoe is... Shooting around his career averages, uh, but his steal numbers are way down. Do do we really know if that's just a small sample size type of uh, issue, or do you think there's something else going on here?
1: So, um, Eric Bledsoe's case is is a pretty funny one, right? So he's only scoring thirteen point eight points. You mentioned that. The percentages are relatively in line with his career average, and so are the assist and steal, and he's actually blocking a few more shots than he normally blocks. But the whole thing with Bledsoe and people are like, oh, the minutes are down, blah, blah, blah. So this Bucks team has blown out the Pacers, mm-hmm. the Timberwolves, the Magic, yep. the Thunder, the Kings,
0: the Raptors. and the Warriors. And the Warriors. That's insane. Okay.
1: So in saying that, now they've blown out some of the best teams in the league. Okay, But if you look at the minutes comparison between the games where they don't blow somebody out and the games where they do, he plays relatively that 31 to 32 minutes in all the games where it's a close game. In the games where there are blowouts, I'll read you the minute totals if you want, but it's, it's usually right around somewhere between 20 and 26 minutes. So he's got 26, 20, 22 25, 21, 26. So those blowout games are what's keeping the minute total down. Now you could say, okay, well, they're going to keep blowing out teams like Orlando. Sure. But are they going to blow out the likes of Toronto, Golden State? Plus how many games did I mention? I mentioned one, two, three. I mentioned mentioned six games out of 12 though. Like are they going to blow out half the teams they play the rest of the season? Probably not. Probably not. So you've got to think the minutes number is going to come back up to relatively 31 where he's been playing. And then maybe even the stats all get a little bit better because they're all relatively right in line, except for the points right now and three extra minutes a game. He could be high on pace to have one of his better seasons of his career. Um, I've seen him be a top 30 player before. I think that's uh, definitely a possibility right now. And like you mentioned, he's outside the top 50. So I think this is a great buy candidate, and I'm
0: pretty high on Bledsoe for the rest of the season. I'm not worried about Bledsoe. I, I am worried that the I think the Bucks <laughs> do blow out um, not half their opponents, but I, I do think you will see the occasional night where Bledsoe plays twenty five, twenty six minutes. Because yeah, but you okay? So, he... but I don't think that's going to be like completely detrimental to to his uh, rank, and I think his rank is lower. His performance has been lower because of all these blowouts uh I don't think that is gonna last uh, at a fifty percent rate you know yeah if last even
1: a quarter that would be impressive If They blow out three out of every twelve games that yeah. would be very impressive
0: they do play in the east Tyler yeah worry but, about
1: that but I mean especially once you get on pace to be that number one seed or number two seed, like teams obviously want to give you their best effort. Like some of those playoff teams, we see it every year going down the stretch, like a, a non-playoff team beats a playoff team because the playoff team gets a little overconfident and thinks the non-playoff team is going to roll over. And the non-playoff team's giving it their best shot. Cause as much as people say like, Oh, these guys want to tank, like sure. The organizations might want to tank, but the players, they know, man, stats equals money. So they're going to try as hard as they can.
0: (laughs) That's very true. Um, The last guy on this list is Shai Gillix Alexander. uh, One of our favorite uh, rookies. uh, Someone we've talked about in our previous episodes is guys to watch out for this week uh, or even get on your roster. I think this guy, even though per game, he is ranked 132nd. um, I do agree with Tyler's hot take from the beginning of the season, before the season, in fact, that this is a rookie to uh, look out for. And it um, looks like, you know, since he is going to be starting in L.A., uh, hopefully those minutes, which are currently at 20, about 28 per game, go up to the, you know, pl- plus 30 mark. And it, it looks like every single week this kid gets a little bit better a little bit more confident and uh the fact that he might be on your waiver wire right now it, it, let alone someone you could trade for um is, is definitely a good pickup
1: yeah and he, here's the thing too like the thing i like the most about shago's jaws maybe is he's a good defender even for a rookie like the guy can defend and he's got some guys on that team that can help him like Patrick Beverly. He's got really long arms. He's going to get you steals. He's going to block some shots for a point guard. He's going to rebound the ball. He's going to get you some assists. He's going to help you. Some of those guys who helps you in every category. Um, From what we've seen so far from his three-point shooting, he shot over 40% in college. He's shooting over 40% in the NBA. Now, no guarantee that that sticks, but he can shoot some three-pointers. He's not a super volume three-point shooter, but You know, if he keeps hitting 40%, would I be surprised to see that go up to, like, one a game? No, I wouldn't. So he's one of those guys who's just going to help you across the board. And we talk about those guys, you know, quickly vaulting up because, you know, they don't have any negative numbers. Like, so when you look at things like ESPN's Player Rater or the things on Basketball Monster, like not having any negative categories helps you out a lot
0: in overall rankings. Yes, it does. And, uh, you know, a lot of those guys are kind of – when they have, uh, as we've already talked about, your auto Porter's, um, the uh, the guys like uh, Draymond Green, when they are on that cusp of uh, being at the top of that like first big tier, all it takes is a slow start to be at the bottom of that of that tier, and those are really good guys to exploit to get on your team because you know they're going to play better than they currently do, and uh, I think you know this list of guys. You know, Eric Bledsoe out of Porter, Ricky Rubio, Mike Connolly, Draymond Green. uh, All those guys, really slow starts. Uh, Gillis Alexander is is actually just coming into his own, and I feel like this is the time to, like you said, to get him on your team and make sure he's he's rostered. Yeah, so
1: we had a good point guard flair. We had a big man. We had a couple wings. You know, we had a nice mix here of players to buy today. So if you need somebody on your team, uh, there's, you know, six guys
0: to target. Absolutely. If you have suggestions for guys that you are looking to uh, buy, buy low on or um, disagree with w- what we're saying or want to leave feedback for the show, um, tweet at us. That's the best way to get a hold of us. And we want to basically provide you guys, all you listeners out there, with uh, the content that you desire. So uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at WatchTheBoxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. And if you really want to help the show and have a direct line to us, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash watchingtheboxes. Uh, There's a special announcement there that you can only get if you are a Patreon subscriber. Also, you get access to these shows early. So that's something we have started to implement uh, for our Patreon subscribers is that you will get access to the Waiver Wire show and the Buy Low and Sell High shows early on our Patreon as exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. So get over there, subscribe at patreon.com slash watching the boxes, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody.